My name is Nikki, and I am the current Dungeon Master for Awfully Queer Heroes. I'm also the host and creator of Beholder to No One, a D&D podcast, where we play three shows currently from discussions, one-shots, and an actual play. Now let's meet some of our players for our Uncaged adventure. Hello, I am Adam, the Dungeon Master and interviewer for Snyder's Return, a tabletop role-playing interview and actual play podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, and we also have a Discord server, so please come and find us if you don't find us here on the Awfully Queer Heroes Discord server, or with Nikki on Beholder to No One. Hi! Online, I'm known as Jamie Moonchild. I am a future DM for Awfully Queer Heroes Homebrew Campaign, and I'm also the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Manager for the Role Players. You can find me on Twitter at MoonlightGamer, and that's M-O-O-N-L-I-T-E Gamer. Also here in our podcast or in the chat on Twitch for the role players, and that's the role players, one word with a Z. With us, we also have Marty McDry. He is our in-house cartographer, audio editor, and all-round awesome artist. Marty? Hello. And I myself am Kelly, the creator and manager of Awfully Queer Heroes. I also play as one of the characters, so we'll be regularly on most sessions and occasionally do one-shots with guests, Adam, and whoever is available from the team at the time. So I hope you enjoy the sessions and that you listen to the various different types and let us know if you have any feedback. Thank you very much. And now, on to the adventure. The three of you wake up after a very uncomfortable night's rest outside in your wagon because the townsfolk was very, very unhappy with all of you when you did not kill and stop the Dryad, even though it ended up being a good thing in the end. Um, when... Who wakes up first? I know it's not blue. It might be if we were uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to roll a d4, and if it's one or four... It's an okay. And it is a three. I wake up first. Okay. You wake up and underneath Blue's drooling face, you see a note stuck right against his cheek. <laughs> okay, I, I will pick that note up. It's slightly smudged. I was going to say, is it legible still? It's slightly smudged, but it is legible. And it reads, I must take care of something from my god. I shall meet you at Castle Galahad, but I'm afraid I may not make it prior to your completing your quest. Signed, Jewel. I forgot we were going to Castle Galahad. Excellent. Okay, I'll poke Anoki. Mm. And I'll, I'll generally sort of, not kick Blue, but start shoving them gently with my foot. Come on, you lot, wake up. Ugh. We've been abandoned. We can do mischief now. Uh, mischief. You yeah. talk my language. You have some ink down your face, man. It's a bit everywhere. Anoki, did you draw a mustache on me while I was sleeping? I was tempted, Blue, but uh, looks like you've tattooed yourself, which is impressive. Does it look cool, at least? No. Ah. It looks like smudged ink from this. And <laughs> I hold up the note. I'm gonna wipe my face with my fingers, and when I pull them away, the smudge is gone. Presentation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> favorite spell mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like we all smell no i don't press the digitation press the digitation we're good clean what's the note say tag that our erstwhile goody two-shoes friend 
has currently abandoned us. They have to go on a secret mission for their god, and we are on our own. So, did anyone happen to check out the inn's till while we were in there the other day? Did you see if there was anything you know, decent worth nabbing? Is there a store near here we can loot before we go to Castle Grayskull? I think it was Galahad tech, but... Uh... Uh, I, I don't remember seeing a store. I, I wasn't paying that much attention after the mule got... What? Muled. Our mule situation changed and uh, everything with the dryad. I don't remember the till being too full, but may yet be a, a prize in itself. Are we out on the road now or are we still like near the town? You're in front of the forest. You've yet to leave the town technically, but you are not welcomed back in the town. So Rude. After I told them all that cool stuff about what we did in the forest. Yeah, right. This is why I want to raid them. They were super appreciative of your help, but they also were questioning why you didn't just kill the dryad when it was putting fires into the forest and causing the animals to go crazy. Listen, if someone killed me every time I'd set something on fire or disturbed <laughs> some animals, it's not fair. Now, Blue, you know you're not meant to disturb the animals. I mean, they find me disturbing. I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, Blue. Let's not be hard on ourselves. Okay, so... We did them a good deed. They paid us and kicked us out. So, I think, Blue, you sneak into the tavern while everyone's asleep and rob them blind, while Anoki and I try and find a general store and rob them blind. And then we'll be set for provisions for our journey. I'm not sure how much we can carry, and are you sure you want to split us up, Tega? I know it's probably quieter on our own, but what if... Well, we have a cart to fill. We can fill that and... We have one donkey, though. We need another donkey. Ah, we need to go through the forest. We don't overload the poor donkey. We have a donkey and we have an Anoki who's a very strong, powerful gentleman who can help the donkey pull the cart while we push from behind. I know you've called me an ass before, Peg, but <laughs> I'll do what I can. You can make an investigation check to see if you can find a donkey in the city. Or town, I guess. It's not a city. Seventeen. Blue, you easily find that there are a couple of donkeys that are connected to other carts that are in town. Are there people around? They're around about. Nobody's like hyper focused on them. One of the carts, they're behind the wagon and they're unhauling something into a building. So they seem distracted. Can I unhitch a donkey really simply and just walk away with it? Make me a stealth check. Uh, 18. Okay. You start to stealth over and the donkey begins to get a little nervous when you reach up to it. Make an animal handling. 17. All right. You easily enough calm it down by putting some oats under its mouth and it's very happy. And you unhitch it and then you start to slowly walk away with the donkey. Awesome. And now I know that donkeys eat oats in addition to carrots. So... If I can find some oats on the way back, <laughs> I would like to take some of those too. I am not a donkey expert, so I do not know what donkeys eat. I don't know what donkeys eat. But in this world, they eat oats. <laughs> they eat everything. Where's that goats? That's goats. I'm imagining like horse feed pellets right now, so. Gonna hitch up the donkey next to the other one. Uh, good work, Blue. This is our donkey. I found him. He ran away, but I found him. <laughs> we should go soon, though. Roll me a... D20. Is it going to be a completely different color donkey? It's a seven. <laughs> okay. As you are hitching the donkey to your own cart, you hear, hey, where the fuck did my donkey go? 
And then they look over. It's like, thieves! Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And they point at you guys. <laughs> Good job, Lou. Go, 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 go. Damn it. Okay, so we'll go into the forest then. I won't raid the general store or steal from the tavern. You weren't going to find much. They gave us 100 gold already. I don't know how much they got left. (laughs) 50 silver? I don't know. (laughs) You begin to rush through the forest. Who is driving the cart? I can. All right, I'm going to have you roll three vehicle checks. If you're proficient with land vehicles, then you get proficiency. Otherwise, it will just be your... I think it would be wisdom because animal handling. It's up to you, I suppose. So the first one is... Which one? Sorry, wisdom, did you say? Yes. Could it be charisma? Nope. Because I'm charismatic to the animal. (laughs) Animal handling is a wisdom thing. Okay, ten. Okay, second check. Twelve. Okay, third check. I should have stuck with Marty's dice. Eight. Alright. So you rush into the forest, and while the fires have subsided, the smoke still kind of lays in a haze in the area. You manage to maintain control of the donkeys as you are rushing through the path, hitting a little bit of the trees and, like, bumps and logs and things like that. But you manage to get about an hour in and then you hit a hard rock with your wheel and one side of the wagon begins to tip as something starts to bow and crack. Oh my god, take. I stop the donkey. Is anyone pursuing us still? Everybody make a dex save. Because I probably would have stopped it after about half hour otherwise. Oh, nine. Fifteen. Twenty-two. Okay. Tegu fly asks over tea kettle over your donkeys. As they come to a sudden stop, the other two manage to grasp onto the carts and maintain their own balance, even though it's starting to tilt. You wouldn't have been looking back to see if they were still following you because you were so focused on driving and getting away, but you don't hear anything following you now. But now you have a potential broken wheel and a tag about 10 feet away from the wagon on the ground. Ow! And hop out of the wagon and walk over and help tag up. That was really good driving. Good job. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Thank. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna tap my clothes a little bit, cast press and dissertation, and get cleaned up. Could you do that this whole time? Have I been sitting here with mud on my boots this whole time, and you could have been doing that? You have press dissertation too. Yeah, but I just learned. Oh no, I could do it the whole time. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> you you never asked. What are you two playing at over there? Just betrayal and then I'll walk away. I click my fingers and blue is covered in mud and slime and grime and nasty crap. Does it work like that? You can either clean or soil. Ooh. Yeah. Gross. I know, right? You can also make it smell good or bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, it stinks like a like a skunk. Uh, it's one thing per cast. Okay. And you can only maintain two. Is that in battle? Because it just says it will. No, I know, but I believe it's you can only maintain like two or three different senses at one time. Like when you clean somebody, they're clean. But if you want to maintain a smell or warmth, it's like a constant. You have to maintain it. Got you. I will make it smell like a skunk for like five seconds and then make it stop. I'm going to turn back with tears in my eyes and get rid of all the dirt, but just like this look of betrayal on my face. I'm going to get back in the cart. I'm going to snap my fingers again and make it a nice summery, flowery smell all around blue. 
It's too late. The damage is done. <laughs> well, the damage is to the cart, and maybe we should have a look to write that and fix that. I was trying to see if Presser Dissertation could do anything to fix it, but I don't think it can. That would be mending. Yeah. Can you, either of you do anything with a wheel? I'm I'm really good at fixing things. I mean, give it a shot, Blue. I'm... Just leave it to me. What do I roll to try and fix this thing? By the way, Blue, while, while you're doing that, um, Anoki and I made a slight mistake the other day with our goody-two-shoes friend in that initially you were the highest of our, our order and then when you were asleep, we accidentally demoted you to the lowest of our order. So my thinking is that we tell her that because you're close friends with our, whoever the bloody hell Lord and Master is, um, that they have said you're as high as it gets, but you are a complete newbie to the organization. So it's a slight delusion on yours and their part. Is that okay? In your fake cult, I'll be whatever station you want me to be, as long as you pay me. <laughs> Equally? Equally. <laughs> wow, did you just hear the voice of God? <laughs> <laughs> Omnipresent. No idea what you're talking about. Mm. It's a bird chirping, a pigeon in the forest. Cool. Equally, equally, cool, mm. cool, cool. They're cheap, they're cheap. <laughs> they're trying to trick you. Before the wildlife brings in presidors, because I think that's how this works, uh, maybe we should look to the cart, or at least look towards Castle Galahad. Can I fix this cart? Lou, are you proficient in either the spell mending or any type of tool that would make sense? Like wood carving or carpentry or something else? Mm, nope. All right, then make me a straight d20 roll and add your intelligence modifier. Uh, 15. Okay. It takes you about an hour, but you manage to get it together enough that it's equivalent to the spare tire that you would use just to get you to the next place to change the tire. So it is up at least, but it's not gonna hold for much longer. All right, this is perfect. And it's gonna go for the rest of the time we need this cart, let's go. Good job, Lou. Okay, nicely done. Thank you. Let's mount up. You continue your travels and as you exit out of the forest and follow the path in the general direction of Castle Galahad, you see up ahead a fort. Now, you can roll history to see if you recognize it, but it doesn't look like a castle. Seven. You do not recognize it. Trois. Number, number three. You also do not recognize it. History? Yep. Fourteen. Okay. You recognize this as Fort Selsmere, a minor frontier outpost that is in between where you were and where you need to be. We're at the halfway point. You see that there are staked wooden walls, 16 feet high, reinforced in some places with stone. And the ground is cold mud, which is starting to stick to the hooves of the donkeys and the wheels of your cart. Now that you're out of the forest, you notice the sky is gray and a cold wind begins to wash over you, making the whole structure kind of creak and whistle as it sways. You eventually reach the front entrance and some soldiers drill on the far side of the yard and you stand in front of a man in a blue captain's cloak. He's unshaven with dark bags under his eyes, but still stands at sharp attention with the reins of his horse in his hand. He introduces himself and he's like, I'm Captain Hadron. Um, are you here for work? 
Yes. Hello, pleased to meet you. I am Teg. We need repairs and then potentially work, but yes. Wonderful, wonderful. I am in need of adventurers, and you look like adventurers. We are, we are, absolutely. Um, the travelling sort, if you will. Okay. What was his name? Uh, Captain Hadrian. H-A-D-R-I-A-N. And he has a blue cape. What's What does he look like race-wise and stuff? Um, it doesn't specify, so he's an orc. Awesome. And this was Fort... Selsmire. S-E-L-S-M-I-R-E. Thank you. Okie dokie. He uh, goes, of course, so we can help fix your your wheel if you need. I keep wanting to say tire. <laughs> we can help you fix your wheel if you need. The work that we have, it pays well. It should be simple enough, honestly. You just need to patrol the area around the fort. How regularly? It, like once, twice? On ongoing? Well, any help that you can provide would be appreciative. Um, the longer you help, the more you'll get paid. But let's start with one night and see where we go. Most people just leave after the first night, honestly. Uh, you guys can roll an insight check if you want. Why, yes, I would like to. 13. 16. I am far too busy chewing on hash browns and greasy cold bacon. Gross. Those are days old now. That is like two two days old now, yeah. I'm not insightful at all. Blue and Anoki, you get the sense that while he is instructing that these orders need to be put in place, he doesn't necessarily agree with the orders. Like, he kind of rolled his eyes when he's like, more patrols. What's going on that needs to be patrolled? Uh, roll me a persuasion check. <laughs> Natural 20 plus 6. 26. Lady Celise orders that we patrol. She has been a bit on edge lately. She's given the orders, though I don't really understand why or agree with them. So I just have to do what I'm told. Slave to the bidding of your good lady, I'm sure. I don't see the need and it's just costing more money and more shifts. What is she concerned about? I don't know. Well, we can certainly help you out. That's not a problem whatsoever. How much are you paying? He will agree to pay you 150 gold. Uh, patrol. Jesus. Um. Each? Well, actually, I'm sorry. I misread this. 250 gold. Oh, no, sorry. He will agree to pay you 10 gold per night each that you are on patrol. I don't think we're in any particular rush, are we, lads? What was the timeline to get to Galahad and back? Was there a timeline? Well, we were helping another... It was a two to three day journey. It didn't specify a timeline that you needed to arrive, I don't believe. And it just said whoever signed first got the job. So it's ours. We, we can take a potential detour, hang about for a little bit, maybe get some back pocket money. Maybe we can get some horses, trade out these mules. You don't like the mules? Oh, hey, 10 gold was right. I pulled that number out of my ass. 10 gold was right. I found mm -hmm. it. Well done. The mules are... There's nothing wrong with the mules, Blue, but maybe some riding horses will get us to our destination quicker should we decide to stay and earn a little more coin. Can you ride a horse, Anoki? Can I ride a donkey? No. Can I ride a horse? Probably not, but at least you'll be getting me there quicker. Are you opposed to being tied onto the horse? I think I'll just use the saddle. Thanks, Tech. That's just one step at a time. 
As you finish your conversation, he goes, I will assist you with gaining what you need from inside the walls. Unfortunately, you are not permitted into the fort freely to wander, and you also may not speak to Lady Celise. That sounds like a fun challenge. You may speak to other soldiers. Here, let me give you a few things. He pulls out a map for you, and he pulls out a amulet with House Blackwall's Black Owl sigil on it, donating your authority temporarily, and he gives you a potion of healing. Nice. Um, House who? Blackwall's. Lady Celise Blackwall. And a regular potion of healing? Yes. Okay. 2d4 plus 2. Do you have two more of these? I do not. That's the only one that I have on my person. Can we get some somewhere else? Or would you be able to bring them to us as we are not allowed entry? We are strapped. All the soldiers are gifted one per party for emergency purposes in case something does attack. Okay, okay, valid. Thank you. Just good to check and everything, of course. So, <clears throat> Captain, in your, your finery as you are, where is it we were to bed down for the night when nightfall comes uh when nightfall comes you can just put up a tent outside that would be the easiest or if you must we can bring you into the guard room where all the guards sleep that's most appreciated thank you um any particular time of the the evening you would like us to start this patrol the sooner the better okay no problem thank you what time is it now it's like close to evening noon one o'clock noon okay right. as you're glancing around you see on the ramparts above a figure in black plate armor that is staring down at all of you she is not wearing a helm allowing you sight of a severe face with a tight crown braid of dark hair her cloak bears the same black owl sigil of house blackwell oh. i'm gonna wave up at her and smile make eye contact I'll do the same she does not wave back or smile she looks friendly so you can begin patrols or start to talk to other guards if you wish do you think we should set up camp first so that we have a nice safe place to come back to because these donkeys aren't going to come and patrol with us so we should find a place to bed them down hobble them Maybe set up an awning, one of our cloaks over the wagon again, so that we can come back and just collapse if need be. Sure, I guess a base, as it were, isn't a bad thing to have in place, technically. Hmm. Is the captain still here, or is he gone? Uh, he went to go do his own thing. Okay. Did he say that he would get us supplies or something, so we could fix our wheel? He did say he would get you a wheel. Okay. Awesome. Can we look around, try and find an area where we can stash the wagon, make sure the donkeys are safe and all that. Sure, make a survival check. Do they have like a, a bear, like a, not a barracks, but a, what's it called? A barracks where you put barracks. He did say that there is a barracks inside that you could sleep in, but that's where all the other guards would be sleeping. Do you mean a stable? A stable is the word that I was looking for. Yeah, I was like, it's not a barracks. You guys are like, yeah, it is. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> the warrior donkeys. You can't see a stable from outside. Okay. I got a 19. Okay. You find a safe enough place far enough away from the others that it seems like it would be a fine place for a tent. Okay. We'll hitch the donkeys up, make sure they're safe, hobble them so they can't go ambling off. 
making like nice little tent over the wagon so that we've got a little bedding thing and we're dry in case it rains and that sort of stuff make it nice and comfortable because the guys won't do it so the non-binary has to i'm gonna drape up fancy looking cloth or whatever that i have with me on the inside to make it nice okay fine so the bard is gonna make it nice whatevs <laughs> fine fine prove me wrong why not as you are setting up the tent Anoki, since you are kind of not helping with the setup right this second that I'm aware of, when you're glancing around, you see that all the soldiers aren't great soldiers. From what you've seen of guards, they're like poor quality, they look like farmers, they look like they're unhappy, they are disgruntled right now and just kind of standing around annoyed and not strong at all. These are kind of like last minute fill-ins of guards. You two. I think uh, we may be, I wouldn't say out of our league, I, I think the, the rest of the guard patrols may be somewhat incapable or untrained. This could be our opportunity to earn more coin. Do we rob them, or while we're on patrol, does someone sneak in and rob that side? Or do we convince them that we are capable, and we get them to pay us for their patrol? We could triple our money in minutes, if not more. Well, we can't triple our number, so how are we going to convince them that we can do their patrol and ours at the same time. I didn't say at the same time. I wouldn't word it like that. We tell them we do their patrol, we do our patrol, we take their money. It's simple. They pay us to do a patrol, we do our patrol, we earn our money, their money, and maybe some more. Anoki, it really sounds like we could just cut out the middleman and ask the captain if we could do double patrols if you really want to do all the work. I don't want to do the work. We'll do a single patrol, but we would take the money from the people that don't want to be here to do their patrol. So we say that we're doing three, but we only do one because we word it very uniquely. Correct. I wasn't even going to do one. I was just going to take a nap, but okay. <laughs> In that case, great. You guard the wagon so that no one steals it. Anoki mm. and I will go and convince these people that we'll do all their patrols and then we'll toddle off with lots of money. But if you're not joining us, you don't get any. No, I do, because I'm the highest of your holy order, so you have to pay me fairly. And I'm guarding the wagon, so no one steals your stuff. No one's going to steal your stuff if I'm here, protecting your stuff from being stolen. <laughs> now, Blue, we've spoken about what fair means before. Let's not confuse it with equal. Mm -hmm. Should we see if we can have a chat with some of these guards, then? Good idea, Teg. I do have a persuasion of plus seven, so I'm happy to give that a shot. I'm going to trail along behind because I want to see how this goes. <laughs> All right. You walk up to the closest party of guards and they look at you and don't say anything. They just give you kind of like a once over and go back to talking. Hail, good friends. Your captain has mentioned that there are patrols that need to be done and perhaps you would like a night off. And if you're willing to share your fee, then um, we could do that patrol for you instead. There's always patrols to be done. True, but you can only do one patrol at a time, so why not let us do it? Then I won't get paid. Well, you could get, say, two gold out of the eight. You get two gold for doing absolutely nothing, and I get the rest, as does my colleague. Hmm. Persuasion at disadvantage, because they don't know you. And they're all grumpy. Or, I guess it would be deception. Okay, well, the lowest one is a three. 
Well, I'm not. Oh, actually, it's the exact same number. The lowest one is a three, but I have a plus seven, so it's a ten. Two of them are like, sounds like a good idea. And then one of them's like, I don't know, guys. We might get in trouble. And everyone's like, this is bullshit. No. Like, do you want to piss off Lady Celise? No, I'm not pissing off Lady Celise. Does she know all of you personally? I mean, come on. She's not going to go to the local tavern and say, you should be on patrol right now, is she? No, but she seems to have eyes everywhere. You could have a nice, relaxing night while Anoki and I... I mean, look at the size of him. And I wave Anoki forward. You're right. I love that you're always like, Anoki's so beefed and you're like six foot also beefed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am a brick shithouse and I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm tiny. Look at this guy. (laughs) I'm literally rippled with muscles and just head to toe abs. Like, my shoulders have abs, my boobs have abs, my, my, sorry, they're called pecs, my thighs have abs, everywhere is abs. Your toes apparently have abs. Yes, my toes have abs, as do my fingers. The one is like, no. I heard of a person who skipped out on their patrol and I haven't seen them since. Lady Celise sees everything, I don't know how, and I don't want to find out. Enjoy your patrol. And then he pulls his three friends. Two of them are reluctant, but all of them away. As they're walking away, can I prestidigitate a fart smell among them? Sure. Smells like farts over there. No one's going to admit to it. (laughs) Oh, God, who farted? Did you eat the cabbage again? I told you not to eat the cabbage. (laughs) I didn't do it. Can I approach a different set of guards? Nope, you don't see any more guards. No. Um, it was worth a try, Tick. Yeah. Clever, but I rolled I rolled like a 19 on the die for that one. <laughs> fair, fair. Alright, so, first patrol? Yeah. Everybody roll a perception check. Blue, are you staying in the wagon? Yes, I'm staying in the wagon. Okay. So is it just Anoki and I? Mm-hmm. I got a 12. Okay. Perception is... 17. Both of you roll a d6. Three. Six. As you are on patrol, Teg, you see something shiny on the branches about 30 feet above you. Okay, I'm going to nudge Anoki and go, what do you think that is? Mm. It's hard to tell from here. Can we knock it down? Find a stick or something to knock it out of the tree? Potentially. We will approach cautiously in case there's a trap. Mm. Okay, as you're looking for a stick... Anoki, you see two gold coins slightly covered in dirt on the floor. Hmm. I check for Teg's position and bend down to tie up my boot and pick them out of the dirt. You sneaky asshole. Do you look at them or just tuck them in your pocket? I will just put them straight in my pocket for investigation later. Okay. I hope they're cursed. You see the shiny thing is like swinging back and forth in the branch with the wind. Uh, Teg, I think I found a stick over here. Okay. This one next to my foot, conveniently. And I'll regroup with stick. With enough time and effort, you knock down the item and you see that it's an amulet that's identical to the one that you're carrying. That you were just gifted by the captain. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if these can be flogged at all. Hmm, Good question. Are they made of, like, gold, metal, valuable things at all? Feels like metal. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'll just pocket that for now. You have one, I have one. Let's carry on. Sounds good. As you continue walking, you enter a clearing filled with the stumps of old-growth pines. 
Several are blackened as if from fire, and soot softens your footfalls. On the far side of the clearing stands the immense head and neck of a horse, a once grand statue, now cracked and lying in pieces in the mud. Hmm. Does it look fresh? Make an investigation. Seven. It's hard to tell. Shame to see such a stallion in such a state. Yep, but we haven't got enough superglue to fix that thing up. Hmm. What's superglue take? Similar to Everstick. Mm. There is a magic glue that does bond to anything forever. Yes, that only a wish can break. I remember that. I just don't know the name. I think the universal solvent as well, but we're going off on a tangent. Mm. Unless we try and lift it and put it back into place, I think it's best to just keep our wits about us. Clearly something has gone through here at some stage. Would you like to make an investigation check, Anoki? Yes. Yes, I would. There's the inquisitive one in the group. 22. Okay. You see that there's traces of red paint on the statue, and you see that there are some gouge marks where the horse's eyes are that seem to used to hold gemstones of some sort. Uh, you also see that there's a small groove at the base of the statue where it looks like offerings might have been placed for a deity or spirit, but there is nothing there right now. Can I look around the soot ashen floor just to see if sort of as I scuff my feet a bit, if anything shiny appears that might be of interest. Make an investigation. Be careful where you tread, take. Of course, of course. Investigation plus four, 23. Looking around the clearing, you uncover some boot prints, traces of a campfire, and a broken bottle. It's clear that this destruction, including the damage to the statue, is fairly recent. A strange bluish glow falls over the glade. You hear the soft patter of hooves. Turning, you find yourself face to face with an enormous skeletal horse. Bits of rotting heraldry hang from its bones and a silvery bit is held in its jaw of its empty skull. Astride its back sits a figure, an amorphous shape of ghostly azure light casting a spectral energy over the glen. I look up and go, well, you're pretty, aren't you? And you're gonna need to roll initiative. Oh. Take, have you found yourself a friend? It's so pretty, look! 14. I got a 13. Oh, if only Blue was here to see this gorgeousness in its entirety. Hmm, I think the, the blue hue for Blue would be... Well, he'd be blue for not seeing the blue. Hmm. I'm going through Take's stuff while they're gone. Most of my stuff is on me. Nah, nah, buddy. <laughs> You're going through a giant pile of carrots. Yeah. I will say, you can roll a perception check if you want. Whom? Blue. But the DC is very high. Eleven. Because I'm going through tech stuff and reading their books. Alright, Blue is not in this fight then. Is that all you're doing? Just re Actually, you know what? I don't have much stuff except the books. So, yeah, that's fine. Have at it, my friend. Just don't get the oil from the flask on them for me, eh? Or your food. They're already greasy from your fingers. Oh, yeah, the, the food is actually like in all my pockets, but I keep casting press dissertation. And you guys haven't noticed, you just think that I'm covered in oil when I'm actually not because I'm that muscly and all my muscles are lubed up. I've been secretly using the bacon grease as like muscle lube. Gross. Yeah. I'm an orc. I'm a half orc, but I'm an orc. <laughs> Orc of sorts. Yes. 
And I figured there isn't moisturizer, so, you know, gotta take care of the skin somehow. There's a medicine roll in there somewhere. <laughs> so, Teg, you get to go first. Is it looking threatening? Is it actually, like, <laughs> and wanting to attack? Does it look angry? Or is it um, just, like, there? It's a ghostly skeletal warhorse that's doing that thing with his hoof that's scratching at the floor. Looks like he's ready to charge right at you. Okay, on the map, what are the brown things? Are they the trees? They're the stumps. Okay. Stumps. How high are the stumps? Not high enough to hide behind. Unless you lay down. Don't lay down. No, I was actually more thinking climbing, if I'm honest. Where Anoki is, how high is the statue head? The head is on the floor. Mm -hmm. Probably about knee height on the floor. But the statue is a little bit higher. Like six foot. Okay. I was just thinking of if I could get above where it can swing, but it's not going to. So if it's doing the stompy stomp, I'm going to come to this stump down here, jump up on it, turn and stab, and then bonus action stab. Okay. Okay, so... The first one, 11 plus 5, so 16. That'll hit. And the second one was 13. That'll hit. You're attacking the horse, correct? The thing on the horse. Oh, then both will miss. Oh, shit. Sorry, I thought you were attacking the horse. No, sorry. Um, That's, yeah, jump on the stamp, hop up, and stabby stab at the guy on top. Okay, in that case, I will... Use the last of my movement to go behind them, because I'll have like five feet to try and get behind. Okay. Next is Anoki. It is I. Uh, hearing this commotion behind, Anoki will turn from the statue to see Teg doing flaily arm stabby motion and then moving on and trying to suss out what's going on there. I'd like to use my bonus action to do insightful fighting. So I need to do an insight check against a deception check for the amorphous form on the horse. Okay. Pretty sure you win. With a 22? Yeah, it rolled a 2. Alright, okay. Uh, if I succeed, I can use my sneak attack against the target, even if I don't have an advantage on the attack roll. So, seeing Teg attack it, sizing it up, I'm going to try to hit it with my short bow, if I may. And you're aiming for the creature on top of the horse again? I've seen Teg try and attack it. Makes sense to follow on behind that with my short bow. Or a 13, which I don't think does nothing. Nope, misses. Well, I'm going to stay where I am. All right. It is the horse's turn, and thus the creature on top of its turn. The horse is going to turn around and attempt to kick Teg with its hooves. That is a natural 20. Ooh. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, 23 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Teg. And then the creature on top of it will begin to go directly towards you. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Um, I need you to... <laughs> I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. 16. Okay. You do not die. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. As you feel suddenly very cold. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the grease that was on you <laughs> becomes frozen. And it, you feel it pulling towards this creature, and then you shake it off, and it fails. And then it will move directly through you, 
And then back out of you, back onto the horse, and you will take six force damage. No, I'm sorry. I just read that. All right, it's going to make an attack against you because the other thing was that bonus action. But a 12 will probably miss you. It does miss. So it goes to try to shock you as it moves through you and nothing happens. And it is now top of the round. So tag it as your turn. Dash, you fool. Dash. It will get an attack of opportunity. No fucking way. Disengage, Dash. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. I am a rogue. I forget this. Sorry, I'll do that in character. Get over there. Hang on a minute, what's this thing? Is that a book or a... Tons of herbs for poison and spell casting. It's not time to read a story, Teg. Get out of there! It's, it's, not, it's not a book. I, um, tons of herbs for poison and spell casting. Can that be used as healing? Um, no. Disengage, dash. Who actually took the potion of healing from the captain? Not me. Okay. I think it was blue. That's fine. I think blue had it. We didn't actually take it off blue before leaving. How far away are we from where blue was left? It's a great question. Approximately 60 feet, but that's already been taken care of in the background. Okay. I am going to disengage and dash to Anoki, screaming, Blue! Blue, you motherfucker! Wake up! As I'm going screaming and cussing at the top of my lungs for Blue to get their scrawny little ass over here and do some shit. Anything, don't care what. And I am going to run. Okay, how far can I run? Uh, so it was like 35, 35, 30, 30, 30 feet. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 to there. I'm going to stand on that stump. Just up and over, up and over, up and over, gone. Pray the fucking warhorse can't reach me. <sighs> All right. Up next is Anoki. So as Teg has this prancing horse attack them, Anoki will nook, pull, and attempt to hit this rider, for want of a better description. Again, with the short bow, trying to distract and give Teg as much time to get away as possible. The insightful fighting thing still stands, so if I do manage to hit it, I will get my sneak attack. You won't, because I'm not next to it. No, insightful fighting lets him. Because I understand weaknesses. It doesn't matter, because I missed only rolled an eight. But <laughs> it's a good idea. In theory, it is a good idea, In yes. Theory. Come on, Teg. Would you like to do anything else as a bonus action? No, because once I've regrouped with Teg, we'll reassess the situation. Uh, there's no point moving anywhere just yet. All right. Warhurst's turn. The warhorse is going to see that Teg is 20 feet away from it, but it's also going to see Anoki. I'm going to roll a d6. One, two, three, it goes after Teg. I got a one. <laughs> so it charges at you. Oh, I didn't use an action. Could I have used an action to move as well? Because I only use a bonus action to disengage. You could have. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's done now and we moved on, so it's fine. I mean, you can move back further. I'll, I'll take a full action to bury you. It's all right. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I lost it at the time. I won't go back and have it. Okay. I'll just remember next time. It will run up 20 feet towards you, 
trying to slam its hoofs against you. That is a 14. Uh-huh. That is your AC. Mm-hmm. And that is eight damage, which knocks you unconscious. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. I'm a half-orc. It knocks me down and I get back up with one HP. Just once. Yes. Per long rest. Okay. <laughs> if he hits me again, I'm fucked. <laughs> okay. So what happens is the creature, because you're within five feet of it and specifically states that this is what it would do, will try to shock you. And I rolled a natural one. So it reaches out, attempting to grasp at you and kill you. And you manage just barely to roll out of the way because you fell prone. And because it's a spell attack, I'm going to say it doesn't get advantage against it. Because that's just kind of epic the way that that went. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Up next, Blue comes running into the clearing. You are right there. I'm right where? Oh, I'm on the other side. Mm. Well, this is bullshit. Uh, (laughs) Dang. And I will say that you used your last round to get here, so you have a normal round. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to... Is handing someone something or feeding someone a potion, is that an action? Feeding someone a potion is an action. Okay. Handing it to them is a free action, but they would have to use their bonus action to drink it. Okay, okay. Okay. I'm going to run and bonus action dash. So I'm going to run up, see that Teg is really fucked. I just saw them get trampled by a skeletal horse. So I think I have enough movement between the two of those things to run up to Teg, grab the back of their head, and force feed them a potion of healing. And then maybe skirt around the other side. Can I skirt around the other side with the rest of my movement? Um, so you are here. You could get right here, which would not give you advantage, but it would have you on the other side of it, the creature. So that it's not flanking? Correct. It'd be your movement and your dash to move to there for the full 60 feet. And then your action to heal or put the potion down Teg's throat. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Then that's what I've done, and you get whatever the healing potion is. 2d4 plus 2. Thank you. I'm going to show you. You guys still really want to get horses? Really? 7 healing. Thank you. Alright. So that is Blue's turn. Teg, you are suddenly healed a little bit as you feel this potion get forced down your throat. And then it will be half movement to get up from being prone. Okay, I will get up, move across one space, so that I get the the sneak attack bonus. And I'm going to stab that motherfucking asshole of a horse. You have advantage, because you're flanking. (laughs) Natural 20. Nice. Should have went for the other one. (laughs) But that will hit. Yeah, I should have gone for the other one. So, that's... 11 damage. Is that with your sneak attack? No, which is a d6. One second. 2d6. 2d6 at third level? Mm hmm. So that's 4d6 because you crit. Oh, so that was five for the first two. Do you want me to actually roll two more or just double those? Uh, either way. I prefer rolling because it's more random, but. 
Uh, so 12. All right, so you do a total of 23 damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, All right, so this is... What type of damage? Uh, slashing? Piercing. All right. The warhorse falls, but the creature stays afloat. Hmm. Is the warhorse dead dead or the warhorse is dead sweets so all that is remaining is the creature up next is anoki good job blue for getting that potion in take you you've just killed a horse what about the, the dude i can't do everything man do it yourself all right fine i'll try arrow in draw shoot mm-hmm for a dirty 20. That will hit. Hooray. So 17 points of damage, 12 points of sneak attack. All right. So it looks like it doesn't hurt as much as you think it does. Oh, crap. Let's get out of here. It still hurts it, but just not as much. Um, seeing Teg still there, not dying, it will once again attempt to shock you. Yay. And that is a 16, which will hit. Yeah. And you will take seven lightning damage. Okie dokie. And then it becomes invisible. And that is its turn. Blue, it's your turn. Damn. Uh, so it's invisible. Did it look like it poofed away or it just went invisible? You can make an arcana check if you want. Mm, that's probably not very good. I didn't get very far into that book. Uh, six. You're not sure. You've never seen somebody go invisible before or poof away. Well, I'm going to just step forward, I guess, to where I saw it last and swipe in the air at it and try to hit it. All right. Um, hi, low. Uh, hi. Okay. Roll at disadvantage because it's invisible. And uh, So just straight roll? Yes. Okay. Uh, 20. Not natural. Okay. That will hit. Okay. Do I get sneak attack? Yeah, because somebody's within five feet. Yeah, because you don't have disadvantage and you cancelled out the disadvantage you would. If you had disadvantage, it wouldn't matter if someone was within five feet, but yes, you do get sneak attack. Okay, fifteen. Alright. It takes some of that damage. I cannot see it, but I did connect, so I'm going to attack again with my dagger. Same hit to non-natural twenty. And it does still remain invisible. Okay, three damage. On that one, it poofs into existence again. I had to roll concentration checks to see if it survived, and it rolled an eight on its second concentration check. All right, up next is Teg. You see this glowy figure in front of you. Realizing that the invisibility is going to cause an issue, I am going to cast Fairy Fire on it. So even if it turns invisible, it will still be lit up and we will have any uh, advantage on it. Nice. 
there is no way you can aim it without hitting either you or Blue. That's fine, it just lights us up like a Christmas tree. It doesn't do any damage. It is a deck save of 13, though. So are you hitting yourself or Blue? All of us. I don't mind. Okay. Tag in Blue, make a deck save. Deck save, five. Yeah, I save. 14. You save. Does the beastie? What is it? The dex? It saves. We got a 21. I'm not going to take a bonus action because anything else would be to move away or... Uh... No, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Anoki, your turn. Seeing it phase out and, and blue connect something, but uh, Anoki's unable to track it. No, it's still there. It's popped up in the visibility again. Uh, do I need to redo insightful fighting then? Because it left my sight so I can no longer see it. Then yes. Right, so I will try that again. So a insight against a deception check from your good self. Okay, I got an 18. I got 24. All right, then you succeed. So I will then nook, draw, and loose with the short bow. And that is uh, an 11. 11 will miss. Okay, and that is me. All right. Damn it. Up next is the glowy creature. He will once more attack Teg. That is a 19. There is a chance that you do not die. It is very slim. I rolled a 1 on the first d8. I rolled a 6 on the second d8. You fall. On its bonus action, it can target one creature it can see within five feet of it that has zero hit points and is still alive. You are unconscious, but alive. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay, constitution saving throw is a nine. That is a fail. Okay, is that one, um, one failure or two? Does it count? That is everything. Fucking dead. You are dead. Okay. No. And the target heals for 14 health. Blue and Anoki, you see this glowy creature reach out and attack shocking Teg and your friend falls to the ground. And while unconscious, you see it reach down and pull out some sort of essence from Teg consuming it and getting brighter and Teg is not breathing from where you're standing anymore I was trying really hard not to do that up next is Blue okay okay hang on hang on I, I'm i just screaming in rage would you like to rage? oh no that's something else <laughs> take a level in Barbarian right now <laughs> uh Fucking fuck. Ooh, do something. That's useless. Okay, I guess I'm gonna fucking stab it. I'm gonna try. I don't have advantage. And it looks stronger than it did, but all of my spells are fucking useless, so... Alright, make an attack. Haha, <laughs> nope. Shit. Yeah, that's nine. That will not hit. I'm going to try again with my dagger. Ten. I'm just fucking 
tears in my eyes I can't even see. Just screaming, rage slashing at this thing. Anoki. This isn't how it ends. This isn't how Anoki and the, the mighty trio... I know that's not what we were caught, damn it. Damn you, Tag. Nook, pull, loose. Because I'm still got insightful up, so hopefully... A 21 to hit. That will hit. You do get sneak attack. I do. So seven points of piercing damage from the bow. And another seven. So 14 points of damage. Seven of which is sneak attack. All right. It takes half of that. Is there anything else you would like to do? Uh, come at me. There we go. That, that's it. A challenge. Verbal and, and useless in the, the moment. Uh, make a persuasion check. Oh, nice. I'm not the persuasive one in the group. They're hopefully playing dead on the floor. Oh, yeah, 19. All right. That's your turn. <laughs> the creature will come at you. Damn it. So blue gets a attack of opportunity. 15. That will not hit. Dang. So it will move directly in front of you, Anoki, and attempt its shock on you. That is a 17 to hit. That will do me. All right, that is 13 lightning damage. Ouch. That is its turn. Up next is blue. Uh, I'm going to run up behind it, wipe some tears from my eyes, and try and attack it again. You will have advantage. Got a natural 20. Hey! That will definitely hit. Okay, so I double the dice. You double your attack from your weapon and your sneak attack, and then add your modifier. Eight and six. How do you want to do this? Uh, I'm just going to continue to scream and just slash slash as much as I can until it falls. The creature is defeated and dissipates, and a ring falls to the floor, clattering towards Teg. How far are we from the fort? Um, about 60-ish feet. You're not super far. I'm gonna run as fast as I can towards the fort, looking for a healer or something. Somebody that can perhaps resurrect my friend. Okay. You are screaming for a healer, and the captain comes out and goes, what's, what, what's wrong? What's going on? We fought a spectral creature on a skeletal horse, and it killed my friend. We need someone to revive them. Uh, we don't... we don't have any healers. You don't have a cleric? You don't have anything? No, we have... I'll pay! I'll pay you everything I have! I don't have anybody, I'm sorry. There's no healers here. So I'm just gonna stand there and slowly turn back towards where Tank has fallen. And my mind is racing and I'm thinking about like anything I can do, any spells or anything like that. I read in the book that Tag keeps the one that uh, they got from Hexbond's house and I don't know anything. And I'm thinking about Jewel, and if Jewel were here, would Jewel be able to do something? And it doesn't matter because Jewel's not here, so we're just gonna, in my mind, kind of reach out and be like, I know the gods are real, I know there's people out there, so somebody, anybody, 
Help. There is a pause. And just like many times that you've prayed before, you feel like you're not going to get a response. You don't know what to expect, but it's not this deep, gravelly voice that I will not be able to imitate that says, you need help? What is this help that you require? Oh, thank God. Uh, my friend has fallen. They, they're dead and there's no one here that can heal them. Can you heal them? Are you, who are you? Can you heal them? He chuckles. God. No, child. No. I am no god. But I can control the lives and deaths of others. There is a price, though, for these requests. I don't care what it is. I'll pay anything. Anything? Anything. I do love the desperation. Hmm. I will bring your friend back if you work for me. Done. Just do it quick. Hurry, please. Patience. Time is frozen now. Your friend is fine. It matters not if it's an hour or ten minutes from now. It will be done. I need you to collect the souls of others. Those souls will be transported from you to me and feed me and give me more strength. If I don't get souls on a regular basis, there will be punishment for that indiscretion. But if you maintain the way that I've watched you and your friends go and gallivant and murder, I'm sure there will be plenty of souls to feed me and keep me happy. Tell no one, because they will try to persuade you otherwise. And I would definitely not tell your paladin friend. It doesn't matter whose souls? Good, bad, innocent, guilty, I give not two shits. I just want souls. Personally, I do have a preference, but I'm feeling generous today. You provide souls? I do not care who they are, though the innocent ones taste much sweeter. But that is fine. That's not that big of a task, perhaps in the future, but for now, any soul shall do. And you'll bring back my friend. I will bring back your friend, fully healed. Okay. Go to your friend. I will be there momentarily. And you do not see anybody, you just hear this voice in your head. You probably hear Anoki shouting in the background. Tag! Tag, come on! Come on! Is there any way of doing a medicine check to try and... Because we've seen what's happened, but... You can make a medicine check, yeah. Does CPR work? Probably not. Not once you're dead. <laughs> not when your soul has been removed. I didn't have one of them in the first place. Come on, man. Fair, fair. It was your life essence. 13. You are very confident that there is no breath or heartbeat coming out of Teg's body. Anoki will sort of slide Teg up, bracing them against himself, and hold them, try and rouse them, shouting to Blue to bring help or medicine or something. It's, it's going to be okay, Teg. Just, just, just stay with me, Teg. 
we've, we've had a, a lot of adventures together. I'm not ready to steal your cut just yet. Stay with me. Blue, you hear the shouting. Roll me a perception check. It's not good. Uh, it's a three. Someone check the ring. It might be like, might turn me into a ghost. <laughs> you don't see anything. You're in shock. Anoki will change position and maneuvering tag gently down to the ground. But I spot the ring out of, of the corner of my eye as I sort of place tag down. You saw it fall in front of you. What is it? This. This is your fault. And he looks to throw it, but he'll wait and have a quick look at it first. Because he just can't get the rogue out of him. So is there any chance of investigating, having a quick look at this thing before he launches it into the woodland? The ring? Uh, make an arcana or religion check. Yes, I could do one of those. Sorry, Tech. Let's go with Arcana. Oh, a 19. Oh, that was quite good. You can tell that this is a holy symbol, the ring hmm. of the Red Knight. Sorry, it has a Red Knight engraved in it, which is a chess piece. And you would recognize that as a demigoddess symbol for the Red Knight, the demigoddess of combat, strategy, and tactics. You didn't... You didn't help the wearer, and I'm not sure you'll help me now. I'm sorry, Tig. Blue! I'll just try not to break down over my... I won't say trusted friend, we're rogues. Can't be trusted. Let's see if Blue will come back. I'm going to slowly walk back, taking my time, just kind of spaced out. Blue! Blue, are, are they coming? Where's, where's the healers? Where's, where's the help? Yeah, they're coming. They just need a minute. You hear that, Tag? They're coming. They're, they're going to bring you back. It's it's, it's going to be all right. Uh, uh, Blue, help me help me sit Tag up against the base of the statue. Blue seems kind of out of it. And with his eyes closed, he seems to be thinking really hard. And then... Out of the gate comes a figure in a solid black cloak, no features. When you see this shadowy figure appear, you see a humanoid man standing maybe six feet tall, no taller than Teg would be, but his shadow is abnormally long. Blue, you see on the shadow horns. Only a little bit, but you see horns. You see this figure walk up to Teg and they reach their hand down. And the same voice when he resurrects Teg. It's a deal is a deal. And then he vanishes as Teg takes their breath. When Blue finally realizes that Teg is alive and safe, for a moment, he thinks it's a dream. But then he feels a weight on his chest and looks down and sees a platinum skull hanging above his heart with empty eye sockets that flash red for a moment. And then darken once more.
<laughs> oh fuck. You're okay, Ta What? Blue, you you did it. Thank you. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hug Tag. <laughs> hey hey buddy. You don't get a choice. It's a big squeezy hug. Okay, e easy there, buddy. I hurt. Ow. <laughs> I'm not gonna let go. Okay. I lose two hit points. <laughs> I'm down again. I honestly think that might be a good place to end this session and then continue this next time with Jewel coming back. Okay. We need to finish our patrol. We need to earn our 10 gold. <laughs> I'm coming back to bed. Fuck off. <laughs> I think you have more things to worry about than 10 gold right now. Blue, you sneaky motherfucker. The story will continue, but for those who are interested, this is called All's Fair by Jess Waters, and it is in volume two of the Uncaged Anthology, which you can find on DM's Guild. It is based off of medieval European folklore. And that's all I'm going to say, because the rest may give away the rest of the second part of the story. Thank you so much for listening. This module is from the Uncaged Volume 2, an adventure that can be found on DM's Guild or with the link down below. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at AwfullyQHeroes, or you can check out any of our players and their links in the description. Also, please go check us out on our live stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AwfullyQueerHeroes. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review on iTunes or Podchaser, and we'll see you next time.